my guest is back online and um, I want you, if you have very succinct questions, you can post your questions. We'll try and take one or two. Whatever questions we're not able to take, we're going to answer them and we're going to post all the answers on our website, our social media handles, um, because your questions are very important and I'm sure our guests will continue to do the best you can to um, answer the questions. So, Kevin, here we go. The ball is in your court where all ears. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Great to be back. Thank you for coming back, everyone. Um, I think the last thing that I would say to business owners now before um, we pivot to employees is uh, two, two very quick things. One is, and I'll try to summarize everything I've said. So let me just summarize it for people who are just joining. I think the first thing is understand your reality um, and be very, very honest with yourself. So understand what, what cash you have, what um, assets you have now, and understand that both cash and your customers are your assets, and you need to preserve them for as long as you can. In terms of cash, uh, also understand what your expenses are and see how you can you know, stretch out um, for the next three to six months without going broke. I would also say don't go into debt. This is not the time to go into debt. As much as possible, if you can avoid it, don't borrow now. Because you are borrowing now, you want to borrow to pay salaries this month, but there's no revenue. So now you're going to have both the debt plus the, they say, of next month on your neck. And this is how very, it's so easy to lose your um, sense of peace, your sense of calm, to lose your, your peace of mind in these times. And so really, really make sure that you, you, as much as possible, you don't go into debt right now. Stay top of mind for your customers. Whether you're selling to them or not, stay top of mind. Send them messages, check up on them, encourage them. Make sure that you are top of mind. Even if they don't uh, buy from you now, the moment they have cash, you are the first person, if they need what you're selling, you're the first person that are going to think about. So stay top of mind. Top of mind equals top of wallet. Why does Coca-Cola spend so much money on advertising? So that they are for a right top of mind. You're thirsty, the first thing you think about is you want to get a Coke. So stay top of mind of your of, for your consumers. Embrace technology. It's super important that you embrace technology. You cannot continue doing things the way you used to do things. You need to upgrade. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind. <laughs> you're going to be left behind. Embrace technology. And it doesn't mean a website. It can start as simple as WhatsApp. There are WhatsApp business accounts. And you don't, it's not, it's not even, you don't have to pay for it. So make sure you connect using technology. You can't go to their houses one by one to be shaking them and greeting them. However, you can reach out to them. You can send messages to them. So use technology. Accept orders by technology if you can. Accept payments, you know, without actual cash if you can. And make sure that you are, you've embraced technology as a way to serve your customers. Be customer-centric. Everything you do now is about your customers. Be thinking about what problem can I solve for my customers? How does this product solve a problem for my customers? If you are selling bed sheets, you probably know that a lot of people are not able to do laundry <laughs> as much as they can. And so, you know, people need that. Or you sell it as a relaxation, um, as a relaxation product to say, I know times are tough. 
And every time you go to bed, I know that you have a lot on your mind. You want to sleep on something that feels like peace. And then you can sell your bedsheet that way, right? Because that way, it's no longer just bedsheets. You're now selling relaxation and, and stress relief, which is what people need in this time. So always think, how does my product solve a problem for my customers? It's so, so important. We can't do luxury anymore right now. It's not about luxury. No we need to be thinking about no more luxury. We need to be thinking about the essentials Ooh. and how are we solving problems for our customers. Um, finally, partner and collaborate as much as you can. Hundred percent of nothing <laughs> is not comparable to 60, 70, even fifty percent of a bigger pie. So collaborate. Yeah. Find people that you can work with in this time and plug into what they are doing. You know, there are people that are out of capacity. They, they, they have too many orders. If you see them, offer your services to them. This is not the time to be an island. You cannot survive this by going alone. You cannot survive this by going alone. You need to partner and collaborate. Let, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me come in with a question. Um, with employees particularly, they may not understand the decisions of the owners or the management to rationalize staff or cut salaries and so on. Now, a lot of a lot of workers now at home because we can't go out. What should be their attitude concerning their work, particularly because the owners and the managers may need to rationalize? How should they attack? this season yeah um i think the the last thing for employers is communicate communicate lead with openness because when you lead with openness then your employees know what to do so that we were saying no more luxury we will do luxury celebration once we survive this don't worry we're going to come and buy but i think now it's really about survival for employees the mindset to have is an ownership mindset just think about if this was my business, how would I run it? If this was my business, how would I run it? If this was my business, how would I run it? Because then that way, it only not helps you accept the decision of your boss or whoever to cut salaries. It also helps you to be a contributor because if, I mean, two good heads are better than one. If I have a staff that is thinking, what can we do for our customers? Both of us are most likely to come up with, with a solution that will earn us some money and keep us afloat versus me just thinking about it all by myself as a CEO. And so as an employee, the way to differentiate yourself in this time is to adopt an ownership mindset and think about if this was my business, how would I run it? If this was my business and I'm not making money, can I really continue to pay salaries? I know of people who have actually offered to their bosses to say, let's take it, let me take a pay cut. I would rather, again, is this same 100% of nothing and you know 50% of something. I would rather collect half salary for six months than not be assured that we will have a business or anybody, anything to do next month. 
And that's okay, the kind so, of ownership mindset that, that employees need to begin to demonstrate. Have that so this, mindset. So this uh, illusion of I'm on vacation and I'm just lounging yeah. at home. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's it's, a, it's an illusion. It's such an illusion. <laughs> and you, you know, I, I mean, Pastor, you bring that up. And for example, if we're at home and we're unable to, so at some point, right? And I think what's going to happen with a lot of employers, whether they're business owners or whatever, is begin to rethink. I don't think I need that much staff. <laughs> People are going, part of what the people are going to start saying is maybe I don't need that many people anymore. If I'm embracing technology and I don't have to do the rounds and go to all my customers, maybe I don't need those that many salespeople anymore. And so employers are beginning to think about even post-COVID, how do I cut down my expenses? Because I assure you, if you've cut your expenses, you don't want to go back to the same level of expenses as you did before. Right. And so if you've cut your expenses and you're thinking of, you know, um, hiring uh, fewer people and you're thinking of who do I let go first or better still, let me reframe it. Who do I keep? As an employer, the person that you're going to keep is the person that you know that has this, has has thinks about this business as if it's their own. This attitude of not my father's business is not going to fly anymore. It's not going to fly anymore. And people can tell. So if there's a staff that then reaches out and says, Madam, I can see that, you know, church is not open anymore. We're not able to sell juice and small chops. Uh, Madam, I don't know. You're on that church WhatsApp group. Eh? Okay. Is there a way that you can be sending messages to people? I'm not on the group, but can I be sending messages to people and telling them that we have things for sale and we can deliver? I have one friend that works in one place they are delivering. Maybe I can connect you. When you are stuck, even if you sack everybody, you will not sack that person. Because that person has contributed and solved the problem for you as a business owner. If there's a staff that says, oh, I'm going to reach out to all our customers. Let me craft the message. I'll send it to you. Tell me if it's okay. You know, I know that you're thinking of other things. Let me be the one to send the messages to the customers. In fact, maybe we should call them. I can call 10, madam. You call five, you know, and I'll just call them to greet them. That's the person you're going to keep. Because you know that that person is thinking about this business like you. Or the person comes and says, well, I know that we cannot really, you know, go out now. But maybe we should do like, we we sell shoes. I know people are not buying shoes now. But should we be telling people how to keep their shoes? Because I know that mold is getting on those shoes. So should we be telling them how to put you know, something inside their shoes so that the shoes don't go bad? Should we send reminders to them to polish their shoes every, every other Saturday so that when they do get back to work or, you know, things open up again, their shoes are in good condition? That stuff is the person that you will keep. Absolutely. Because that person has an ownership mindset and that ownership mindset is being reflected in them thinking about your customers and finding ways to stay connected. And so as employees, that's what we need to do. We need to have an ownership mindset now more than ever before. I cannot come and go and kill myself. Well, (laughs) at this point, you know, something is going to happen. Either COVID is going to take your job from you or you are going to lose your job by yourself. Because in this time, as people are evaluating 
Who do I keep? Who do I retain? You want to make sure that you're also top of mind for your employer. And the way to be top of mind is to make sure that you are in touch and you're solving problems as well. You're thinking, is it the time for us to do an online course? For example, Madam, maybe we should do an online course about something, something. You're a makeup artist. Madam, maybe this is the time we should be teaching people about how to draw their eyebrows by themselves. A lot of people are struggling with keeping their eyebrows <laughs> groomed, including me. I say, maybe we should just do a quick one-pager, how to keep your eyebrows trimmed or something, and send it. Be that employee that is adding value. Be that employee that is thinking about the business and thinking about how to generate revenues. Because the more revenues the business generates, the more guaranteed your salary is. I'm not asking you to be altruistic. I'm not asking you to be, you know, even if you don't have any reason to do this, do it because this is how your salary is going to get paid. And so that ownership mindset is important. A problem-solving mindset is so important. Again, if three of us are thinking about a problem, there's a higher chance that we'll come up with a great solution. So don't outsource the headache of this company alone to your boss. Think about it as well. Be thinking, how do we solve problems for our customers? How do we solve problems for our, our partners? How do we solve problems for all the people in our ecosystem? To make sure that once this is all done, we become the, the, the service provider of choice, the partner of choice, and the one person that everybody wants to do business with. Go ahead, Pastor. So, so this season is not the season to lose customers because... Um, you may never be able to get them back. And you this is the season to lose your job because a lot of people are going to be on the job hunt. Yeah. So it is time to add value. It is time to let your customers uh, know that you value them and um, you care about them and um, just be there for them. Yeah. Let me let you go. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. I think the reality though, in the spirit of cash is king, even as employees, we need to be thinking about how are we going to preserve our own cash. Let's assume we don't make, we don't get paid for the next three months. Have you built, do you have enough to survive? If you don't have enough to survive, then the urgency to think about how to make sure your boss survives becomes much higher because then you will, you will move into survival mindset and say there are two ways this will end either we make money as a business so that we keep getting something or i need to find a way to make money from something else this is where things like monetizing your knowledge and i don't i don't encourage going into competition with your boss i think it's not ethical at this point, it is not ethical for you to go and start your own, except you resign. You resign and say, look, you know, thank you, boss. It's been great. <laughs> then you go and go and start your own business now. I don't advise going into competition with your boss. It is not ethical. And this, is, I mean, as children of God, this is not what, what we should be doing right now. Where you now go and steal your organ customers and then start, you know, providing the goods and service to them, I don't encourage it at all. However, 
if you see that you know the business that your 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 primary assignment is in is not making any money now you've problem solved you've done all of those things and it's not making money it's time to begin to pivot as well and think how else can i make raise revenue in my own life is there knowledge i can monetize are there services that are not in conflict with my previous job that i can um render etc go ahead pastor okay uh thank you kenny uh Interestingly, uh, Pastor Yomibani Yokusma, you know, he's a group MD for CMC Connect and he's an astute businessman and all over Africa and world. He said something. He said they, they, he was here with us last uh, Wednesday. He said he had a staff meeting and he told everybody that no, nobody can say I'm not part of the, uh, what they call them, salespeople or marketing people anymore. He said everybody must bring business or be part of the people that brought business to the company. So you sit at the reception and say, all I attend to is phone calls. So you don't care whether any money comes in. You don't care whether how much money goes out. You don't have to reduce costs. You don't have to bring anything home. He said, the truth is that if you are not part of anybody bringing money, I'm going to have to tell you to go. I was shocked. How about that? Have you heard that before? Yeah. That everybody now must be part of yeah, everybody has to be revenue generating. There's no more cost center. Nobody has cost center anymore. Absolutely. We have to be what? revenue generating. And this is why this ownership mindset is very important. I might not have the skills as a receptionist, for example. I might not have mm -hmm. the skills to be able to um, get a contract or something. To get a contract. But I can make calls. And when you make the calls, you make it passionately. <laughs> exactly. You make it, oh, good afternoon, sir. Calling from, you know, Lagbaja Co. Um, anything, you know, people are on the edge. Yes, 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 anything. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we just, I just wanted to, we just wanted to, on behalf of the company, I just wanted to call you to make sure that you're doing well, to make sure that you and your family are, are fine. And you know, we're, we're all praying that this will end soon. We just wanted to check up on you. Let us know if you need anything. If there's any way that we can support you, we'll be available to support you, sir. That's all. Have a nice day. Honestly, nobody has asked you to bring a contract, but you're contributing to the process of staying top of mind for the customer. You're contributing Absolutely. to the process of making sure the customer feels valued in this time, such that when next they need to do anything, they will keep you. And so that, right. and that is what everybody has to be thinking now. How am I contributing to the advancement of this company? You can't just say, uh, I'm a receptionist. I said that there's nobody coming to the office. So really, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> you, you, you said something that this is a season where um, we have to control our cost. We have to, in fact, downsize our cost. So I believe that every employee also should make up their minds to be part of the process of reduce, reducing the cost of their office or organization. Because if that reduces, there's a chance that they, there will be income to be spent on salaries and allowances and so on. So um, that just occurred to me as you're speaking. If, if you cannot even bring in the, um, the, 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 the plus, as income, you can reduce what is going out. And it is obvious yes. that you 
we saved the company some remarkable yeah. amount of money. I have a question. I have a question from you for you from an engineering firm. And they said, no income at all. How does a boss pay staff doing nothing? From an engineering firm, no income at all. How does that boss pay staff who are doing nothing? Because there's no job, there's no contract. So, the, the, so well, can you help? <laughs> the, well, <laughs> I wish I could give them work, but I mean, we're not building now, so I can't. Um, but the way to think about it is, there's no job now, but in a few months' time, there might be jobs again. We will need to build, Amen. right? Amen. We Amen. will need to build something, right? And so, mm -hmm. instead of letting go of everyone, you can either move to contracts and say, guys, you know, you know what's going on and there's no work now. So we're going to move to con on a contract basis. You know, we will begin to engage. And for the next, exactly, you all come back. Um, and this is why that transparency is important. You know, ideally, you should have a buffer. A good, a good business practice means you have a buffer. As we always tell people as individuals, have your emergency fund that will last you six months, you know, in case of anything, anything happens. You lose your job, you know, the COVID now. COVID is the real thing that we talk about have six months emergency fund. It's important for businesses to have their own buffers as well and their own reserves. But let's say you don't have reserves. Or let's say you, if you do have reserves, you, you want to pay a stipend of some sort to those people, but make sure that you, you are very clear about the fact that we're not making any money. Show them the books. We're not making money. This money that I'm giving you is because I understand that, you know, you have families and their needs and, you know, everybody's at home. So we are consuming more than ever before now. You give them something um, and then, you know, be very clear that when things pick up, we go back to normal. Or you just move to contract because it's cyclical. And so when there's no work, everybody relaxes. And when there's work, you come back. That's one way to do it. If you don't have reserves, be very honest with your team and say, guys, we don't have any reserves. Let's brainstorm. What can we do to still make money in this time? If you have trucks, if you have trucks, for example, can you think about, and your truck is an asset, can we use those trucks to begin to help farmers? Because everybody's eating. We're eating more than ever before right now. Can we use our trucks that we normally use to carry cement and sand and all of those things? Can we use it to begin to offer delivery services? We know that people are trying to move things in bulk. They're moving, you know, food that they're taking to our release centers. They're moving things. Can we maybe use our trucks to do that? And that's why I said that flexibility is so important. Yes, you're an engineering firm, but are there other things that you can do to generate some money? And then that way you can pay your staff a little bit. And if there's no way, no way, no way, you now make sure that you have to communicate to them with love and empathy. The way we treat people in this time is what people will remember. The way we treat people in this time is what they will remember. It is what will earn you loyalty or earn you um, a bad reputation forever. And so, because when people want to come and work for you, they talk to people that used to work there before. Employees to do their due diligence <laughs> and say, how is this person to work with? They say, ah, you know? <laughs> and so I think to make sure that you're still able to access talent and get high quality staff, you need to treat people with 
you know, with a lot of dignity and with a lot of love in this time. So even if you say, guys, we're broke, but you make sure that you communicate it and not just send an email or whatever. Let's do a Zoom call. Guys, very transparent. This is where we are. We have run out of cash. We have money for only, you know, we have only this money. We will share it and we will all go and wait until jobs come. If you know anything that we can do, let me know. We'll get together and make it happen. Whatever money we have, we'll share and we'll keep going, right? So this is the time for you to, as I said, if you have reserves, give some money. Think about moving to contract. But whatever you do, you need to do it with a lot of empathy and humanity. Okay, thank you again, um, Kemi. Uh, one question that comes to mind is, um, in this season, um, we may find that we may have to start small all over again. And for a lot of people, they're used to turning their nose up at what they consider small. Um, I know that it's not an easy thing, but if we embrace some humility and we're and we've done a reality check to say there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no job, there's no money. So when I get a chance to make some money, I should not even think of having a bad attitude. How, what can you say about preparing us for the adjustment of attitude? Because Bible says, who is he that despises the days of small beginnings? You may have to start some things all afresh, but it may grow fast this time. Because the season has changed. So please, as, 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 as a management consultant again, I want you to speak to us about the possibilities of having to start small all over again. Uh, thank you, Pastor. I think this is even beyond, <laughs> this is even beyond my profession. Um, everything great started small. And as you said, you cannot despise the days of little beginning. You, you cannot uh -huh. afford to. As I said earlier, we don't have the option for you know bad behavior anymore and so i think starting small is really having the humility to start small while holding on to you know the hope and optimism that it will grow big is so important starting small does not mean that you remain small forever and it's really around the perspective that you have this is the reason why you know the first thing is the mindset the mindset the mindset is the beginning of everything as a man thinketh in his heart so he is because that determines the decisions that he makes or she makes and so yes we might need to start small but there are opportunities in this small thing that we are doing again if you realize that that small thing will tide you over for a few more months and could even be the next big thing you will have a better attitude towards it so it's really about reframing how you're thinking about this small thing. I mean, a good example, a good example of, you know, something small that, you know, has scaled now are people who, for example, are saying, I'm going to start making um, masks. You know, I'm a tailor, I'm going to start make, making masks. Of course, when you used to make Asherbi, it was 30k for... Service. I exactly. But now a mask is six hundred naira. And you're just thinking, oh I don't think I'm going to I don't know. it's too small. How many how many 
I mean, this is the same amount of time I would have sat down to make one thing and collect 30K. But, but starting small does not mean you remain small. Now, Lagos State, for example, is saying that they're going to lift the lockdown. Everybody was wearing masks. Now we all need masks. And so That's instead right. of thinking about it as, oh, this small thing that is, is beyond me, think about it that what is the market? What is the opportunity here? And I, if I know how to make masks and I can make it well, and I get better at making the earlier you start, the better. I can get better at it. This can be a side thing that I will now continue to produce until this is done. And again, can I, can I, top of mind. Go ahead, sir. Can I, can I come in? You know, sometimes um, when a well dries up, you could sit by that well hoping that some water will sit free in all your life and you die of thirst. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to go and dig another well. Yeah. And the the, the um, illustration I want to give everybody is, is this. The front door of a house never really tells you how big or small the house is. Because most houses have the same size of front door. So mm -hmm. if my entrance is mask making that is little profit, it's just a door. Who knows what it is going to lead Absolutely. So when you start something, it brings you in contact with different people you never met before. Yeah. You you acquire collateral or uh, uh, complementary uh, associations and skills and so on. You never know where the connection to the big thing will happen. So God may be using that. And for some of us, we need to humble ourselves. We we just had it easy in the past, and we're not going to have it any other way. And so when you start, you may never know that. This is going to put you in contact with the best thing that ever happened to you. Absolutely. And in many ways, that's how God starts. God never starts a big thing with a big thing. So he starts a big thing with a small thing. Yes. yes. And, and that this, this is the place for me to pray for somebody if you're struggling with the ability to reinvent yourself because you have issues with arrogance and, and, and uh, social status and so on. May God help you to see beyond that and may God surround you with people that make it easier for you because some people around us we don't they don't need to be around us anymore because they make us remain in the old when we should be getting ready for the new and the Lord will help such persons to reinvent themselves and come out in a new season in a new way to the glory of God in an amazing way in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Amen, Amen. Amen. I have a question for you Kevin, I'm not letting you go yet. They don't want to let you go. So tell your husband, you need to go. <laughs> uh, this is for the retired uh, persons, and we have them against us. Yeah. Say, Kemi, do you have any word for retirees who have been doing absolutely nothing? Now that things are even shrinking now, what is the hope of the retiree? What, I think, what I, uh, well, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot that you can do. I think the fact that everybody has now embraced technology has actually worked out in the favor of digital dinosaurs, as we used to call them before. So everybody's on Instagram. Everybody's on um, WhatsApp. Everybody, you know, has a way to be online. And so I think that there's a wealth of experience that retirees have that they can deploy now to be able to help younger people deal with things. 
So think about, and I'm going to give maybe three, four examples of things just off the top of my head that I can think about. And a lot of it is really driven by technology. One is helping people um, manage change. And because right now, a lot of people are struggling with just adapting to these new times. We've had, we've experienced normal for so long that <laughs> this disruption is really shaking a lot of us. And so, you know, people are going to be needing um, support with change management. A lot of retirees always say things like, <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. We've seen this, you know, we haven't seen COVID, but we've seen things shake people and people survive. So is there a way that you can teach people how to adapt? And a lot of it is going to be knowledge. The biggest business for retirees is the knowledge business. And the knowledge, the, knowledge the knowledge business and the knowledge economy is gender agnostic age agnostic faith it's like anybody as long as you have something to teach and a device you're good the barriers to entry are so low and so the big thing is really the knowledge economy for a lot of retirees how do you tap into that knowledge economy it could be I, I agree. yeah it could I agree be with online courses you know it could be it could be online courses and you develop a course and you teach you know you only need to do that work once and then you know you need to you keep making that money again and again and again or it could be organizing small smaller sessions on either whatsapp or anything else to coach people um through whatever it is know, they're going through so somebody said that means they could be coaches and mentors and yes. yeah, that's right. And they, yes. they could also uh, 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 be mediators. They can, they can sell themselves as if you have a conflict with my age and my exposure, I can help you solve this problem because we all tend to respond better to older people that have a lot of experience. So that's very helpful. And I thank God that the Lord will keep our retirees in Jesus' name. Um, yes. Somebody said that can be somebody is holding you to your promise that you you promise that you mention some businesses that people can do in this climb that otherwise will seem like there's no new business we can go into. So maybe from your experience and you can you can suggest those uh, businesses. Somebody is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about businesses and I also talk about skills that. Um, employees can also start thinking about picking up now to make sure that they stay relevant you know um going forward so i mean i i think you know right now there is um what are the problems and that's the way to think about businesses to do now what are the problems that people are having now so there are mobility problems we cannot move around and so anything that offers some sort of logistic support uh if i cannot go to where I typically go? Is there a way you can get the things that um, I need to me? And so if you can offer that service and, you know, be a, be a mobility or logistics service provider, that's something you can do now. Again, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be tough to buy 10 Okadas right now, honestly. So if, if you, you haven't built up the capacity to do this, it might be a bit tough. But you can also offer your driving skills or your riding skills 
and go to companies and say, hey, I, I'm a, I, I can do delivery, right? So let me help you. I think another thing that um, people are struggling with right now is in the area of uh, fitness, for example. And honestly, anybody can do jumping jacks. <laughs> so if you then say, I want to organize, you know, um, fitness classes, either in my estate or my streets, uh, maybe you start doing it for free and then you start charging. That's also something that you can do. Um, what else can you do? People are, you know, people that need to set up digital, digital, uh, now that we said businesses need to embrace technology, right? They're going to need IT support more than ever before. Because yes, um, some people are okay to learn, but some people are just going to outsource it. I just like, I cannot, you know, I want to be counting money. I don't want to be counting megabytes, you know, and there are people that are like that. And so they're going to outsource it. So part of the service you can be providing is, you know, how do you help businesses become digital, uh, digitally led? Or you do help them embrace technology, right? Or become digital savvy. That's something else that you can do now. And everybody needs it. So you go to, you know, you can go online and say, ah, or think about the people you normally buy from. How are you doing now? Let me help you set up your WhatsApp <laughs> WhatsApp account. Let me help you do this. And then we can be, you know, designing flyer, sending it out. Every time you get an order, you will give me a part of it. That's a service you can, you can, you can help. Sales and marketing right now. If you know how to market, you know how to sell, you can sell stand to somebody who is in the desert. This is the time for you to begin to think about how you can spin marketing. As I said, we need to rethink how we sell services and how we sell products to people. The same thing, you can sell it in a very different way. So I think those are some of the businesses that you can be doing. But the best way um, to do it, because again, I don't know your context. I don't know what skills you have. I don't know what you've done. So it's, it's, it's easy for me to just say things. But you need to then say, what skills do I have? What problems do people have? And how can my skills help solve those problems? And that's a matter of fact, begin to thinking about what business you can, you can. Uh, as, a matter, as a matter of fact, somebody put it very succinctly. Yeah, it says it's digital transformation training for organizations and small businesses, and even for persons. Because even as I speak, I struggle with some technology that I don't find very easy to use. Mm -hmm. So if anybody can. Make it easy for me, I'll, I'll, I'm quite happy to pay something to that person. Yeah. Because there's no way out. You have to be technologically savvy. There's no way out. services right now um they are auntie Dio, if you're going to teach them teach them for a fee please make sure you collect money no, for them. <laughs>
right? Um, people need to, uh, are thinking about, I need to, I need to, um, I need to make it look as if, I don't want to look like, as if I'm in my house, right? I want to make it look as if I'm in church. So can someone think about how do we recreate that background? You know, whether it's an app or it's, uh, it's um, something you hold up, right? And that's a way, again, is to think, what skills do I have? What problems do people have? What's giving people headache right now? You know, um, and thinking about how if you can design, and you can design, you can do a 3D design or do some really great graphic, take a picture, render it, it looks great, and then offer it, right? And say, hey, this is something I can do. You might do it free for once, but then when people see it and they want it, then you can begin to charge for it. Let, let me even add to that. For a lot of schools, private schools now, they're trying to teach their children online and they're not very good at it. They have a lot of issues and so on. So if you study how this thing can work, how they can translate their teaching in a very simple software, understandable, easy to use, the kids will do better, the teachers will be more effective and the institutions, they can solve these problems. So it's all over the place. So rather than insist that I sell books, nobody's buying books anymore. <laughs> People are online. Then you better translate that your energy to where the market is at. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, maybe the prayer I need to pray for people is the to be delivered from themselves so that they can be mobile in their spirit and move with the times. And Amen. God will grant this in Jesus' mighty name. I have a comment. Uh, I have a question. The question for you, we need to be thinking of rounding up. It says, what are your thoughts on financial returns on investment at this time? This is one of those things that is completely out of everybody's control. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely out of our control. You can't, you can't, because I, I, typically, typically you... Um, use the past to predict the future um but i mean the past well everything has scattered so we're literally living one day at a time i was telling you so i said we're all winging it really we're all winging it you know and that's why it's important that you're winging it with, with a sense of calm and with focus right otherwise you're going to you know make really poor decisions and so in terms of financial returns honestly if you have investments um that are there and you don't need the cash just leave them there i mean anything that's yielding something is better than keeping the money under your mattress for sure going into investments now you need to be very careful you need to do your due diligence again past predictions of success is is uh is no longer a thing right because everything that we knew has been completely changed right and so we need to adapt and then figure out what makes the most sense for us but ultimately cash is king as, as i said you know how do you make sure you preserve cash i wanted to quickly talk about skills for employees um i, I said i was going to talk about it the skills that you need to have now <laughs> that are you know non-negotiable digital skills everything is going online so you need to be able to adapt you need to be able to um serve your 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 customers or your clients because even within an organization um no organization exists to just have staff there's a reason why they're there is to serve the organization's clients is to serve the uh, the end users 
And so I think digital skills are going to be very important um, for you to have. So how do you understand social media? Can you do graphics, right? Can you, do you know how to, <laughs> how to design um, um, graphics that the company can use? Um, how, how can you do those things? So just getting your digital skills right. Do you understand how Facebook ads work? Do you understand how marketing online works? Everybody needs to understand how digital works right now. So I would say, make sure that in all you're getting, get digital skills. The other thing will be communication skills. Communication skills are going to be much more important than ever before. Previously, when we were in a face-to-face uh, um, face -face economy, you know, you could say something um, and people could see the way that you said it, they could see your body language, they could see all of that. And so interpretation was complete. Now that we're moving to more virtual connections, even though, even though um, physical connection is still going to be important, I don't think God made us to exist virtually, right? We're still going to need uh, touch, we're still going to need hugs, we're still going to need to get together and fellowship and hold each other's hands and all of that. Um, but it's not going to be as as uh, prevalent as it used to be. So if we were 100% physical, now we are moving to maybe, you know, right now we're 100% virtual, 0% physical. We'll get to a point where we'll probably be balanced, right? And some things will happen online, some things will happen offline. Communication is going to be so important because not every time will you be able to explain that, um, you know, that I twitch, you know, you say something and then you twitch and then we understand what you said. If you're going to be communicating virtually online, your communication skills have to be 100%. There should be no room for misinterpretation. There should be no room for, um, you know, people taking things out of context. You cannot say things casually anymore. You have to be deliberate about every word and everything you say. And so communication skills are so important. Storytelling. Somebody was saying storytelling. In marketing, you're going to need to become a better storyteller. How do you appeal to people's emotions? and get them to do what you want them to do. So communication skills are going to be much more important more than ever. I always say your work cannot speak for you. Your work has no mouth. It cannot speak for you. You need to do the work of ad advancing, advocating your work, and you need to do it in a way that will catch people's attention. Because everybody is online, attention span has reduced. At least if we're in a meeting, I can pretend I'm not be on my phone and you know be listening to you. Now, if we're virtual, I can be on this call and be doing something else on the side, especially if I don't turn on my video. And so the ability to be able to communicate in a way that is catchy, in a way that grabs people's attention, is going to be much more critical than ever before. You're going to have to learn leadership skills. Leadership skills are going to be important. And this is for everybody. Whether it's entrepreneurs or employees, you need to learn leadership skills. Self-leadership, self-drive, that's great. But you need to be able to lead people, right? Leadership through crisis is something that we all need to learn now. How do we communicate openly? How do we communicate with heart? How do we communicate with, um, with, with uh, empathy? How do we, you know, lead with emotional intelligence? 
So if you're an emotional intelligence coach, this is the time for you because a lot of us are going to need, you know, a lot of equipping and building up in emotional intelligence to be able to really lead um, the, the, the teams that we're going to be leading going forward. Change management skills, so important. Everything has scattered. And we need to now figure out how do we rebuild with so much change, yeah. right? It's, it's almost like how do we change the tires when the car is moving and we don't even know which direction it's going to. You know, that is always going to be important in this time. How do you lead through crisis? How do you manage change? And how do you help people manage change? It's going to be important. So these skills are the things that we need to invest in ourselves now to learn. But more importantly, we need to begin to demonstrate. You know, you can't, some of us, we are, we're, we're, we're um, encyclopedias of knowledge. But in demonstrating the knowledge, we struggle. And so beyond doing, going to all the webinars, beyond doing all the courses, Beyond doing all of those things, how do you begin to demonstrate the skills that you are learning to show that you, are, you can add value? Oh, of course, conflict resolution is going to be super important. Super, super important. Conflict resolution skills. Negotiation skills. You know, this landlord, we're going to go and tell that we want to push our money, our rent forward by a few months. They're going to have to, you know, go there with negotiation skills. So I think in all, these are skills that everyone should... Um, begin to invest in, in building the knowledge, but beyond investing in building the knowledge, you need to begin to demonstrate it as soon as possible so that you, you start distinguishing yourself as a, an employee of choice, a service provider of choice, a business owner of choice when all of this is over. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much. You spoke nonstop. Uh, I wish we could give a glass of water now. And, you know, the way the Bible puts this one of saying that you have to uh, be demonstrating the skills. Is Bible says bring forth fruit. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you say you're a good tree, bring forth fruit. So the days of posturing are gone. You have to bring forth the fruit. You have to speak words filled with grace that ministers to the hearers. You can't be crass anymore. You can't be uh, abrasive anymore. It doesn't work. You have to be courteous, you have to be kind, you have to be polite, you have to be likable because people are going for options now. There's nothing like loyalty anymore. Everybody's heading to get the better transaction. So may the Lord help us. I'm going to launch into prayers uh, because this is the church setting. Uh, but um, somebody made a comment. He says, Kemi, you also have to talk about cyber security. He says a lot of sensitive information. Is now being put up online. Everybody's coming online and the hackers are waiting. Yes. So tech skills, I, I didn't want to go into specifics, but tech skills, if you're a technology person, cyber security is something that everybody's going to need now. And so you can begin to invest in those skills um, right now. There are also skills around, um, beyond cyber security, there's another one that's coming up. Uh, so cyber security for data, but also for um, financial um, integrity because as transactions move online payments are moving online and so really if you can be thinking about you know fintech security that's also super important 
Uh, Jennifer said cloud services. Absolutely. You know, how do you advise businesses on which uh, tech platforms to go on? Giving because all of us cannot go on Zoom. It does not. It, Zoom does not work for everybody. So if you are almost like a business analyst that can help businesses think through, giving my size, giving my scale, what do I need? And help them design something that is affordable for them uh, and meet their needs. That's another skill that's going to be important. So business analysis, IT analysis, those things are going to be very, 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 very important. Again, I would recommend that the way to think about it is what problems do people have now? What problems do people have now and how can I solve it? That's the best way to start identifying um, the skills um, that you need to be building now to prepare for the for post-COVIDian times, as I like to call it. Yeah. So the days are gone where you just want people to help you, just want people to hand you something. You have to bring value to the table Absolutely. and value has to be relative to what they need now. The old is gone. It ain't coming back. This is it. For those of you who have heard me um, in the crossover services over the last few years, I've been screaming at the top of my voice. The Lord said to me to tell them that all the either known equations that used to hold things around things were going to fail. It sounded completely unbelievable until oil is less than zero dollars today. In America, the oil is below zero. <laughs> Crude oil below zero. Who has ever heard anything like this before? But my confidence is this. Because God told us this was going to happen, even though no record of human history could have predicted that. No models uh, that uh, scientists would run would ever have predicted that. And it's happening so quickly early in the year. If God told us, that means he's committed to us. If God told us, that means God is still going to tell us how to navigate through the season. We're never meant to walk blindly. We will acquire uh, forensic information, empirical uh, knowledge. We will, we, will, we will know all the economics and so on. We will put them together. We'll prepare ourselves, but with the confidence of the God factor. And what I want to pray about today for you, Kemi, for giving so much of yourself. Because if you had to charge people for the consulting, I know where you work, we won't be able to afford it. But God, our Father, will repay you multifold Amen. in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to pray for everyone that as we prepare for the day, all those personality quirks that doesn't allow us to learn, prevents us from changing, the, the attitudes that will not allow us to get new customers, all the things that have clung to us that will wreck us in the new season we're going to, may God strip them off of us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Lord help us from our inner man to be responsive to the urging and the nudging of the Holy Spirit. May all that we have heard today resonate in our spirit and begin to remold our insight, the way we think, the way that our new culture of approaching and dealing with people and the faith to be able to step out with what is just in our hands, knowing God to be faithful that as we thank God for this and as we use it maximally, it could be your just your uh, your smartphone, you don't even have a tab. As you use it your, uh, as a WhatsApp business and you move forward, 
God will open new channels for every one of us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we as we as we do the best we can, the God factor will kick in and we will get better results than we hope for. And our confidence will soar so that we can now begin to strive for greater things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our our value is not in what we have. Our value is not in what we do. Our value is in our salvation because a great price was paid for us. So whether we have little now or whether we have a little left because we suffer some losses, Father, I pray that it will not diminish our sense of value so that when we step out there, we will step out in faith and with confidence, and God will meet us at the point of our need, and we will start making track in life to the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. For those that are may not even be in our climb, maybe what you're going through is a bit different from the African experience. God is everywhere. God will be with you. God will help you. God will open your, your eyes and your understanding, and you will find the formula. And indeed, the God who created the men of Issachar will baptize every one of us with the ability to understand the times and to know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it, so that we will be the head and not the tail to the glory of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this privilege that you give us to prepare us for what is ahead. We're confident that you ever with us, you never leave nor forsake us. At the end of the day, we will not be underneath the circumstances, we'll be on top to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Bless your maid servant. You have used the blessed family, bless her work, bless the finances that haven't given of herself. We will not, we will only hear that God is taking them from glory to glory. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. amen. Say one amen for yourself. Say one amen, amen. for your family. Say one amen. amen. Say one amen for the new servant.